welcome to High Vibes. I am your host, Bill G, with co-host Nina G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth-dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now, for today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to High Vibes. I'm Bill G, and I'm here with Nina. Nina, and we're here talking about um, what we do uh, in this debut episode of High Vibes. Uh, we're going to just take a deep dive right into uh, one of the uh, more interesting protocols that we developed together called a time jump. This was something that we uh, worked on together for a while. And now I'm doing it with all kinds of my clients right now. And the whole per point of a time jump is to kind of keep your vibration operating at a high level by keeping you like in a in, in your more your highest, most creative life path. So you don't get sucked into more negative energies that can pull you down. Uh, let's talk a little bit here about the genesis of the protocol. Why did we think this was important? Because we, we've been doing clearing work for a long time. You've been, I've been using SRT. We were also in the process of developing the time temple charts. So this is kind of an addendum onto the time temple protocol. Um, so, you know, I would be uh, doing clearings on you pretty often as you were uh, doing research and uh, going through your own stuff. So, um, what, were the, what was the problem that we ran into when we were doing these clearings? <clears throat> you would do clearings on me over and over again for the same stuff, and it just wouldn't clear, even though um, it would clear in the moment. It would just kind of come back again. And during that time, I started watching uh, Gaia TV, and there was a program on there called, uh, well, it was from the Dominer Federation in, in uh, Torino, Italy. And they were doing a whole program on the nature of time. And I thought, wow, that sounds really cool. And I started watching this. And uh, the ambassador for Dominer Coralto, Sazamo, sorry if I said that wrong. He was talking about the timeline that we usually follow is very big, like a large root of a tree. And there are other roots that fall along kind of parallel to that major root that are possibilities that you can move over to if you see the right coincidences or synchronicities in your life. These are novel experiences that you know, you may or may not notice. And if you notice them and then incorporate them into your life, massive changes can happen. By watching this program, I thought it was really cool because I thought, well, wow, if we're following one major route and there's all these other little timelines around it, why can't we just, if, and if you can see a synchronistic moment in your life and then incorporate it into your life and then pop over to that uh, other little timeline that's right next door to it and then kind of um, make that one the major timeline in your life. And why can't we do that? 
Right. And I remember, I remember this distinctly. We were, you know, we're sitting in the bedroom and we're doing some uh, <clears throat> clearings. You were like, let's, let's just give this a shot. Let's just put the intention out there that we're going to flip a timeline and we're going to make it different. And because we, we first were look, was looking at how these different themes and timelines went with what was going on in the world. So we started kind of globally and then we kind of went, mm -hmm. you know, kind of more locally with ourselves. And so we were like, okay, let's just give this a shot. And so we put out the intention in the clearing with the pendulum that we're going to flip to a new timeline, you know, to, to go to one of those smaller routes and see what happens. And so we put the intention out there and um, spirit indicated that it was done. And then I was sick for three days. Well, yeah, <laughs> because all that, the, all that changing was happening. And so the, our next question was, okay, well, what happened? What, what's the theme here? What's, what changed? And so um, the, the, the pendulum was indicating that, well, we're going to find this on one chart. And so we, uh, we doused the chart and it came up to um, just this theme, you know, this thing on one of the charts. And we're like, oh, okay, well, so that's the theme of our new timeline. And then I asked, okay, well, what's the next timeline? What, you know, when's the next jump? Then we started watching Greg Braden. And, and um, Greg was talking about how there are, there's a certain numerical sequence to major events in one's life. And there's uh, just some simple math you can do uh, based, to calculate this. Yeah, based on the phi ratio. Yeah, based on the phi ratio. <clears throat> and then you can uh, kind of see where major kind of catastrophic events happen in your life that, that color your whole existence. And you can tell when one's coming up. So that gave us the idea of, hey, well, maybe there's a kind of a timeline to this, like a time limit to this, where we could... Or, or a beat. Yeah, like, a beat where, mm -hmm. where we could see where the next time jump might be coming up based on how creation creates itself. Right, right. And so um, we did some calculations using the, the phi ratio that Greg provided in his on his website. And we discovered that when you put um, a number of different uh, traumatic events in your life or, or major learning events in your life, and you apply this phi ratio to it, you can actually predict when these major life events are going to happen. And so we, um, we started doing this with ourselves, with our own personal history. We were doing this with global history and whatever. It's like, okay, so this kind of establishes this idea that time jumps work in um, some kind of sequence or beat. And so the next thing we asked after we did our first time jump was, okay, when's the next beat? Okay. And it came out to like, you know, it's going to be four weeks from now. And then, you know, we take out a calendar and we say, is it on this day or is it in this day and this day? And then we, it would tell us what day the next time jump would be. And then we spend the next four weeks or so <clears throat> learning learning absolutely and stuff starts to happen in our lives or or synchronicities are now brought into our conscious awareness that informs us of the lesson or the theme of the time jump that we have and 
all of that starts to elevate us. It takes us, accelerates. Yeah, what I noticed is that um, for the first three weeks of that, or, you know, that interval, uh, it was pretty painful. Um, there was a lot of learning that was happening there. And then the last week, there was this huge sense of relief as it resolved. And I got conscious confirmation that it resolved because, wow, I was able to let go of this and I was able to let go of that. And then you really, you know, got to understand the theme of the time jump at that point. And you're like, oh, wow, you know, I was dealing with some family issues and I was dealing with some childhood issues and this stuff just kind of fell away and it was no longer important. And it continues to no longer be important, even though it apparently colored everything that I did before that. Right. Um, and, and there was a, especially, you know, stuff related to your family. There was a stuff related to my family and just there, cause there's a lot of karma. I mean, I mean we all have karma yeah. with our families and stuff that, we need to resolve in this lifetime and why that's why we're here. It's why we pick these people to be in our families. But most of us just go through life and just doty do along and, and, and learn it kind of in the end in the interim space. But, but this was like a fast forward, right? Like a total karma dump in a sh very short period of time, because it was completely brought into our consciousness instead of just sitting in the background being like noise this little irritation here and there. Um, <clears throat> it was pretty neat. Yeah. And so the, the, the ultimate benefit of all that, all that, the whole process, and even though it was painful or at times, and um, it, it brought up a lot of uh, childhood trauma and it brought up a lot, there was a lot of crying involved. There was a lot of um, releases involved. And, and also there was a lot of um, just, uh, coincidences and and events that just happened to kind of bring all that into focus, which was the most amazing part about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, and you, I couldn't believe it at the end because the first few days after a time jump, at least in the beginning, when we started doing the time jumps, I, I had been doing some reading on why uh, people are sensitive to energy shifts in that manner. And um, what I had come across is that our vibration just doesn't match the new one. So our physicality has to catch up. Our DNA kind of rewrites itself a little bit in places and we don't feel real great, maybe, um, or emotionally we're not real great, or we can't sleep. The first three time jumps we did, I couldn't sleep for, you know, two, three days real well. But then after a while I got used to these constant shifts and now I don't have this reaction anymore, but I do have the working through and um, the, the kind of painful process of dumping karma and dumping whatever it is that was holding me back. But then it always ends up in this massive ecstasy and expansion. And you just feel fantastic afterward because, wow, what a burden you have left on the floor there behind you and just walked away from. Right. For me, it was a lot of uh, vivid dreams. Uh, my dreams became more and more prophetic or just more and more bringing into consciousness the things that I was working on. And as I was working with my clients too, I saw, I saw more and more mirrors 
of, of things that I was going through or the relationships that I was going through that we could bring back to the overall theme of that time jump, which was very fascinating. I stopped dreaming altogether. At least I couldn't remember my dreams. But when I have one, I know it's important. And I used to dream all the time and just have a ton of mishmashy dreams. And now it's just very, very clear. If I'm having a dream, it's usually, wow, something's going down today. We're going to give you some forewarning. And it's really important that you know what that's going to be. And I know when I'm not having any dream, I'm probably just going to have a really kind of mellow day. Let's change gears here for a little bit and let's talk about why it's so important that we do this. Because we mentioned before that we were doing this because we were clearing and clearing and clearing and nothing was happening. And then once we did this, we saw that the clearing was more effective. Oh, absolutely. Yes. But then after we finish the time jump and then we go on to the next one and we go on to the next one and we go on to the next one, you know, there was a, a some point we were asking ourselves, well, when do we stop? What, what, or do we stop? I don't want to stop. As painful as they can be, although they've gotten less painful, they've gotten very subtle. Again, at the end, there's that release. So they're, they're great. I don't want to stop because I have no idea where that's going to take me. And right. Right. And so, but what is the, what's the drive though? You know, it's like, uh, is it because you still want to work on yourself or is that, do we feel as there, there's something bigger going on here? And that's what I believe that there's something bigger happening here. Yeah. Well, working on yourself is a lifelong process. Um, We wouldn't be here if we weren't needing to work on ourselves, but man, the, the drive to better ourselves, the drive to continually move forward, raise vibration, dump stuff, is it, there's such a there's such a need to, to keep doing this yeah just on an energetic level to ever since I was four years old I wanted to be enlightened I had no idea what that word meant I grew up in a very religious in in a more Christian religious household and <clears throat> that word meant nothing to me or my family but I knew that's what I wanted to be and and this is what this is just constantly moving toward self-realization, constantly moving toward being a clearer channel, you get so much peace out of this. And, you know, growing up the way we did, um, we really needed that. And it's an imperative to, to gain that in any way possible. So by continuing to loop that old lifestyle, that's not attractive at all. This is way more attractive and, needed. And and we've also noticed that the more that we've done this, the more effective our work has become. Yes. Um, we learn faster. Right. We understand things quickly and we get insights really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, latent talents are coming up. Right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about some, some concrete examples here. Cause mm-hmm. I think, I think um, the listeners want to know, you know, what's, what are, what's a, a an example here? So um, I'm just pulling one up here from January 15th, 2021. So this is like um, just the beginning of the year. And the, um, the chart that came up, it was from the SRT charts. It's we share in the love of one. And at the time, and it's like when we, when we do these things, we're like, we have no idea what this means. Oh, sometimes the words that come up are scary. Because both of us interpret a word differently. Right. Like uh, one time commitment came up. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And so commitment to me is, is scary in, in a way only to me. And then commitment to Bill is scary in a way to him. So, you know, would it mean that we have to commit to a job or commit to people that maybe we don't want to commit to? Uh, it didn't turn out to be like yeah. that at all. Okay, well, let's talk about that then. So, you know, that that commitments, what what happened uh, during that commitment phase? That was a more recent one. Yeah, that yeah. was a more recent one. That was that was back on May twelfth. So, uh, yeah, when that came up, that was we we were both kind of, yeah. <laughs> and and we also discovered this was a a seven week duration. So we knew that we were going to have to deal with this for seven weeks, and it was going to be heavier because it was a little longer. Right. Right. And yeah, we find that that uh, these these time jumps when they're shorter, like they're only like two, three weeks, that they're intense, but they're not so heavy. That's it's you were yeah. we're just clearing out some karma or we're um, just dealing with something that's more acute. It's not so emotionally uh, uh, taxing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with these ones that are the long durations, like the seven weeks or more, those are usually pretty intense. Although this one kind of was. Yeah, this one was yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Some some major things happened here, mm -hmm. um, because when we first started, we were like, okay, uh, you know, Nina immediately started thinking about you know your job, you know, as the, doing the acupuncture, and like, okay, I I'm committing to a job. And... Yeah, I, I never want to commit to a job. Mm -hmm. I, I want to commit to things that are joyful and and really fun and exciting and and are very stimulating. Um, and when I think of a job, it, that's something that I have to do that you yeah. go to every day where you have a schedule and um, it's not so great. And, and I really thought that I would have to commit to doing what I was doing forever. Um, that was stupid, but mm -hmm. that yeah. was my fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, commitment was about uh, again, job commitment and family commitment and the, the basically the, you know, the sacrificing one's life to make sure that everybody in your life is healthy, happy and safe and secure. And so I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a, a huge one for me because, you know, I'm, I'm constantly struggling between commitment to my work or a commitment to myself and the commitments of everybody else in my life. Yeah, and so uh, for the most part, this was about responsibility mm -hmm. in, in the ways that we are afraid of being responsible. So so what happened? <laughs> so what happened during this time, Joe? Oh my, my gosh. <laughs> so I got really sick. And the way that my body tells me that, hey, Nina, you're not doing something quite right. And I, I just let it go and let it go. So it hits me over the head with a piano. So I got really sick and um, I left my clinic and that was very scary to me. I went back and forth for a long time thinking I should go back. I shouldn't go back. I don't know if I can go back. I don't know how I'm going to function. This is my responsibility for my job. Right. Right. I love acupuncture, but there were things that, about clinic that did not sit well at all. Um, and I, I f couldn't find a way to change them. So they caused problems. Mm-hmm. So I left my clinic and I thought, well, what could I do at home? You know, hey, I got all these projects I've been looking at to um, build up vital bioenergetics and wow, now I can start to work on them. And then as I started to work on them, I found huge purpose. I found exactly what I wanted.
because in January, uh, I put out this intention that I wanted a job that wasn't really a job. It was a fun, exciting, stimulating thing that was project-based that changed a lot. I love things when they continue to change and I'm working on art one day and content the next, or, you know, just something, something different every other day. Um, and that's exactly what it turned into. Right. So, so the new commitment for you was a commitment to not just to yourself, but a commitment to new work, new kinds of work. Yeah. But, but, but it, within that was a huge commitment to myself to just put down the old energy and pick up the new one. And it has now been my mantra that when you change something like this, when you do these time jumps, you have to be able to recognize and put down what was old and pick up what is new or else there's a lot of dissonance as you're trying to hang on to the old while doing the new, then the new gets distorted and gets pulled back to that major root of a timeline mm -hmm. that's old. And if it's old and you want to get out of it, you're doing time jumps. It's not really what you want, is it? Right, right. And actually, I found even when working with clients is that when we're doing time jumps, the more they resist the uh, the new paradigm that's kind of trying to assert itself into the new timeline, the more difficult time they have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you're just constantly holding on to what you had, but that's the thing that's trying to release itself. Yeah, and so uh, so the commitment for, I mean, to, to use this word again here, the commitment of the client or the commitment to yourself when you are even doing these time, time jumps in general is I'm going to commit to whatever comes up. Yeah. I, and um, and for me, that's where it came in for the, the whole idea of commitments. Because as I was working with my clients on there, I was doing some of these time jumps and whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, you're, this is the way it is. And, and this is, or this is what it is. And you're going to feel some things for a bit. And then we'll do the next one and do the next one. And I found that with a couple of my clients, um, it was challenging for them. And then they would say, okay, now I'm back to the old crap again. And now I'm back to the old crap again. And so I was like, oh, oh, this commitment paradigm thing here that we're working on here. This is for me to say, hey, to my client, hey, you really need to work on this. Yeah. Hey. And you really became very, very present for your clients. Mm -hmm. As an energy worker, you have to maintain some sort of distance because if you're really sensitive, you can take on people's energy. So it's, it's a really uh, difficult line to walk about being really committed and present for your client's path yeah. and your own path and your own energies within that so that you don't take on and you don't uh, leave something, right. right? But you did it in such a beautiful way. You were able to let go of those things that were holding you back, which made you take on people, some, some people's stuff. Absolutely. Um, and, and then you were able to be way more present without compromising either one. Right. You didn't compromise yourself. You didn't compromise your client. Mm -hmm. So um, if people want to do these kind of time jumps on their own, I mean, you can always set an appointment with me and then we'll sit down and we'll do it as we're doing these other clearings. But um, if you just want to just give this a shot on your own, what are some what I, I've come up with a couple of ways that you can do this. Um, for example, um, you know, I have all these charts, you know, we're always making new charts too. So I just ask uh, Spirit to provide me with, okay, we're on our new time jump, you know, I'm just going to intend it. I'm going, we're going to throw the intention out there. I'm 
jumping to my other timeline. And so, all right, which chart are we going to? And it, you know, and eventually I'll douse it and it'll come up with whatever chart we're doing. But if you don't have charts, then I was like, okay, well, what do you do if you don't have charts? You can still intend. Right. All of your being needs to be on board with it though, because if, if only a piece of you is not on board, uh, you're going to fall back into that old stuff where, where you, maybe you don't really want it, right? So you really need to be kind of, your whole body needs to be 100%. And then after you intend it, just be hyper aware. Hey, what's coming in? Who's talking to you? What are they talking about? Um, you are a mirror to other people and other people are a mirror to you of exactly what you need and what you're going through. So what's happening around you in your environment with your family and your interactions and how are people treating you? Uh, what are those little funny things that, that pop up just in the periphery of your vision that maybe you just kind of tossed off before, but now, hey, can that's something new. I'm gonna look at that and, and be really aware of new things. Right, and if you don't know what you're looking for and, and, and you need a little more you know, some words uh, or some phrases to kind of point you in that direction. Um, if you don't have any charts, you don't know how to douse or whatever, you can, um, there's, a, there's a cool method called the, the book method where you can just, you pick a, pick a book at random off of your bookshelf and you just, you, you, with your eyes closed, you, you open- Set your intention. Set your intention, you open the book at random and you put your finger down on the page and you look down where your finger is and then you read the sentence or you read the phrase or even if it's a single word, you, you read that and then you write that down and then you that's think what of, you're looking and for. that's what you're looking for. Those are that's your clue, because, you know, the, the universe isn't going to just say, I'm going to do a time jump and we're just going to just see what happens. You know, you need some kind of focus, focus, right. Yeah, or and, else because the, there's so much stuff that's coming at us at any given time with media, with just the environment, with people talking to us, how can we sift through that without some sort of compass? Right, right. And that, and that, and that's a, a really great thing to, to give it a shot. So uh, we, we hope that you can really um, just, Take what we said here and 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 also the duration too. You, you just you can pick a, a time at random, or what I use is I put a number chart in front of me and I ask how many weeks? And you or, know, months. or months. Or months, or months. It could be weeks, it could be months, it could even be days. Mm -hmm. Um, but we found I found in general it's usually weeks. And so I ask, okay, well, how many weeks? And it's like you know, four or five weeks. Okay. So four or five weeks. I, then we break out the calendar. Is it normally weeks for your clients when you work on them? Yes. That's yes. It is normally weeks. weeks for my clients. And then I ask, okay, um, you know, exactly five weeks from today is this date. Is it on that date? And I say, okay, is it the day before? Is it the day after? Or is it on the day? And then it'll tell me what that is. And that actually, and it usually works out. If you miss your date with your with your time jump, then you either have to do it over again or you're gonna miss something because there's gonna be a, a new intention, new something new that's happening. Yeah, there seems to be kind of a, a thin point in these intervals where mm -hmm. the energy is strongest to jump over from one to the next. Yeah. So it's like it's like a it's like the the witching hour in a way. Yeah. Um <clears throat> midnight or three a.m. or whatever that yeah. is where where the ghosties 
tend to come in in Halloween, you know, it's a the prime time for them. Mm -hmm. So to hit that prime time is, is kind of important energetically right. with the. And I'm sure, and I'm sure it goes along with um, what Greg Braden was talking about too, yeah. with the making sure that that sine wave is at that weak point in the, in mm -hmm. the time line. So that way you can make that jump a lot easier because if you, wait until the timeline is at its strongest, it's going to be harder to break through that. And you still have stuff to learn. You still have stuff to see. So if you try and break it outside yeah, of, it, of it, you're in the middle of it. Yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, if you're right in the middle of you it. You can't see anything because you're just, you know, feeling and uh, not sleeping well and, you know, dealing with issues surrounding whatever you're, you're working on. Right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, conversation with uh, Nina and Bill on time jumps. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please like and share our podcast and uh, stay tuned for the next one. So, because we're going to be doing this uh, quite a bit. And if you're interested in having Bill do your own time jumps with you, please visit vitalbioenergetics.com and click on book online. Book online. And you can make a quick and easy appointment. And then yeah. you get a chance to see what's up with you and what you're going to be dealing with next and what you can dump yourself. Right, right. And if you're not sure, you know, this is something that's very new to you. You never had any dowsing or clearing done. Uh, I do offer for new clients a 30-minute free consult where you can get me one-on-one, -on -one, ask me some questions, and uh, then we can uh, determine whether or not this is a, a good something good for you. All right. Well, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. And Thanks see you a lot. All right. See you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please visit our website at www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.